0: Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens.
1: I'm
2: Christina Roberts.
0: I'm Chris Roberts.
2: I'm Christina Kaiser. We're
1: glad you joined us. Hello, it is great to be with you. Today we are going to be talking about gratitude. What's all the hype about gratitude? And what prompted this episode is my 11 year old. We were, something came up about gratitude. And she's like, Mom, what is all this gratitude stuff? At school, we talk about gratitude lists. And I don't really understand, like, what does that e- even mean? And I think she kind of had a basic idea, like, you know, Thanksgiving. Some people like go around the table and give thanks. Like, is that what gratitude is? And so, I really appreciated her question because, you know, one of the things that we want to foster with the contemplative life is safe spaces to ask whatever question. And I think she felt a little embarrassed to ask this question because it's so prevalent. She hears about it all the time that she should know what it is. But in reality, what is a gratitude list and and why do we offer gratitude? And so I thought, well, this might be an interesting podcast. And so uh, a couple things that I want to maybe kick off the conversation with as it relates to gratitude is how does gratitude intersect with um, maybe jealousy or envy? And I think. One aspect of gratitude is actually wanting what we have and appreciating what actually is. And I found that to be helpful sometimes as we're thinking about maybe, you know, wanting something that we don't have. And we can maybe kind of, oh, I don't want to be, you know, jealous or envious and I need to be content. And and I understand that, but I think there's also something about not just I'm grateful that I have this, but actually I, I want this still in my life and my gratitude can lead me to kind of a deeper appreciation and desire and want. Or sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm thankful for this, but in reality, I don't know that I still want this anymore. And so maybe this is something that illuminates that there's not a deeper want or desire coming up beneath that. So anyway, as I, as I think about the hype of gratitude and, and why it's so prevalent, I wonder what comes up for the two of you today. That's incredibly
2: deep. I had not even thought so deeply down into it. The notion of how is my jealousy or envy playing in amazing. Um, I do love gratitude, which I'm guessing is going to come as a shock to nobody. (laughs) And I think um, when I introduce it to people who haven't done it much before, there is usually this I tried it and it's true. I felt so much better after the fact. And I was even using it recently. Uh, Someone near me was kind of feeling anxious and upset. And so like we first did a little bit of like, what do I see? What do I feel? What do I hear? What are even just like 10 things that I feel grateful for? Just as this kind of calming, slowing things down getting into a reality space so there really are a lot of ways to use gratitude and it's interesting Uh, There's this place in Second Corinthians, it's 416, where it talks about, hey, don't lose heart, because even though like these things are going on, this is we're outwardly wasting away. So even though there's all of this kind of struggle and turmoil, we're being renewed day by day. And so that's super encouraging. But there is that how, how am I going to get to that space of finding that space of renewal? So woohoo.
0: I like what both of you have said about gratitude. And I think one of the things that, that's interesting, Christina Roberts, that you brought up about like these jealousy or comparison or, you know, how does thankfulness play into some of these more negative emotions? And I think for me, I've been on a gratitude journey for, for many years and I still don't feel like I'm where I want to be with gratitude. But I think where I started to see a change in, in myself uh, and and as I was viewing other people who are grateful, I think there's this this foundational understanding that life is hard and this embracing of there are challenges in life. If you embrace that the nature of life is difficult and challenging, then you understand that there are going to be some some challenging times and there's going to be some good times. And I think for me, you know, I kind of wanted the world to do good to me all the time. And so whenever, whenever, life wasn't good, there was complaining or I was owed something. And I think for me, embracing the fact that life is hard and be grateful for what is in the midst of those circumstances uh, has really been life changing so that's what comes up for me as i as I think about gratitude,
1: yeah, and I think even to your point about this has been a practice for many years years ago, I used to work in children's ministry and something about really wanting to instill this idea of gratitude with kids and more of like a practice, and I think at the time expanding beyond like, I'm thankful for my house or my family. I think sometimes we kind of have these basic things. And so we did this activity. It was like A to Z of Thanksgiving and we would encourage the children. Like we had these big charts and we would list all the things out. And it was just a fun little thing. But for me as an adult too, it really began to open up my eyes a little bit more about gratitude. And so even when I was sitting with my 11 year old, we ended up making a little, a short little video and and we will share a link to this in, in the show notes, just about what are like three things that aren't normal things that we are grateful for and how can doing that, it's like, yeah, I do love this this thing that I'm going to be grateful for. And somehow articulating that and naming that, again, to your point, Christina, it kind of deepens. It deepens what already is. It helps us to maybe savor a little bit more all the good in our lives. And so not that we're taking a wand and waving away the challenges and the struggles, but I think sometimes when we do have those challenges and struggles, like to your point about losing heart, somehow grounding ourselves in. <clears throat> absolutely. That is real. And maybe I do feel inadequate right now, or I'm, I'm feeling a little jealous and it's okay to name that that is real. And at the same time, these things are real too. So I can either swim in the spiral of these downward emotions, or I can name that those are real and have some space to process that. And also, gosh, there's all these wonderful things too, that when I focus there, your attention is drawn towards different things. Yeah. It's totally uh, a helpful way for me to find context
2: in life a little bit because it, It is so natural for us to keep ruminating. Like if there's something that we want to be different, there's something that we want to change. It just comes back around. I mean, Even this morning, my husband was saying like, oh, I I got up in the middle of the night and I went back to bed and I realized that my work was still going through my head. And so I had to breathe. I had to slow down. This is life, right? The head just does what it wants. (laughs) And so taking this moment to kind of say, okay, what is, what is all the good and to change the context for my day and what I'm thinking about and how I am showing up in the world. It just, it it moves things around for me. And, And I think that it both comes natural to me, but so does the other, right? Like I grew up in a household where it was all about gathering around to talk about whatever you were unhappy about. I grew up in that context. I can roll with that. It does take some intention for me to say, what is the good? So when we sit down at dinner, we'll even, um, and my nine-year-old is amazing about, uh, instigating it. So we'll do like highs, lows, right? So we're not ignoring the the other side of it, but they'll do it. They do it really well. What are my highs? What are my lows? And um, that's really another form of them getting a chance to find gratitude.
1: I think another thing that comes up for me is you know, I really appreciate in the Genesis story where God did something and then he intentionally paused to give thanks. Like it is good and we're reflecting. And so, you know, kind of that action reflection thing. And in addition to spiritual direction, I, I coach a few people that are starting side businesses. And I think it's really easy to like, we, we met this goal and we're plowing through to, to the next one. And it's like, whoa, whoa, like, wait a minute. Like, that's amazing that you just did X, Y, Z. And we need to pause and reflect on that. And I think you know, again, I appreciate that rhythm that is, is given to us in Genesis, where not only is that appropriate, but it's actually part of, I think, our intrinsic, you know, human rhythm that, that we're invited to do. So yeah, I, that, that also comes to mind as we're discussing this.
0: Yeah, there's, a, there's an autobiography um, from Morris West. Uh, it's called A View from the Ridge. And one of the things that he suggests, uh, at a certain age, our lives simplify, and we need Have only three phrases left in our spiritual vocabulary. And the phrases are thank you, thank you, and thank you. And he suggests that this is a sign of maturity. The more that we are grateful, the more mature that we are becoming in our spiritual lives. And so I think a helpful image for me is even as an adult, you know, if gratitude is something that comes out of me, I'm moving more towards maturity. But if I'm complaining, I'm sort of like that adolescent child who is stomping his foot when he's not getting what he wants. Right. I think whenever that is our response, when we want something and we don't get it and then we stomp our foot, that's a sign of immaturity. And so I really appreciate, you know, West, his um, reflections on gratitude saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's that's such a great something to aspire to. Right to, to want to mature in that type of way in our spiritual lives.
2: Yeah. There's a, um, I think it's Martha Beck who says that we tend to look for happiness everywhere, but right where we are. And, uh, that's part of this gratitude experience too okay what is really and it, and it so it plays into that comment we that Christina you brought up at the very beginning around jealousy and this one too around thank you thank you thank you <laughs> thank you there is good here it's just that we we do spend our lives striving a little bit a lot of the time for this grasp and in, in the next thing so I love that notion and I try to live by it too take that pause take that moment to be excited before moving on, um, lest, you know, 30 years pass you by. I mean, which is already happening just to say things like my husband and I just celebrated 24 years and I like, it seemed completely fine to say we were in our teens as a married couple, but to say that like, we're almost to a quarter century that suggests a lot of time. So you really don't, You don't see it going. And it does help me to stay present and stay in my life to spend time in gratitude.
0: I think the older I get, the more I'm drawn to people who Practice this gratitude. I I find myself wanting to be around them. It's it's a pleasant experience for me, and I can find I find myself thinking about it. Well, if I spend all my time with people that are just grateful, yes, that can wear off on me. And if I shun being with people who are uh, the opposite spectrum, then you know what do I have to learn in life? And so, uh, not that I'm judging people that aren't grateful or complain, but I, I feel like there's a balance to to life. Like there are things that being around all sorts of people can teach you. And so even though I'm drawn to people who are thankful and want to spend all my time with them, I, I think there's also invitation to how can I, how can I be present to people who uh, maybe are growing in their awareness of gratitude and practice. So that's something else that comes up for me just to pay attention to and myself, because I know that I could just totally gravitate towards people that are that are grateful. And I don't think anybody practice, I, I mean, anybody that I know practices gratitude all the time. I think we all have our moments, but um, I just think that's worth saying.
1: And maybe one more thing I'll add is I think sometimes, and I I was getting at this with my daughter too, it's not like we have to like now sit down and make a gratitude list. Maybe for some people that's helpful. I know some people like at the end of their workday, part of their closing ritual is to like write down three things that they were grateful for from the workday and then they kind of shut the computer and move on. Christina, you mentioned at the dinner table, what are your highs and lows? And that's kind of a practice centered around you're already eating and you're kind of embellishing that. You know, um, sometimes practicing, you know, gratitude, sometimes just in our mind, taking a moment to be thankful. Spontaneous gratitude, I think is amazing too. Kind of Chris, to your point, being around people who are grateful, it just spills out in them. And so maybe you're with them and they're admiring, oh, those are lovely flowers. Or I really think that that's a great uh, sweater that you have on. Or my gosh, did you see the sunset last night? I think spontaneously gratitude can be woven in. And so in no way do we want this to feel like a heavy, oh, now I have to go practice gratitude. But I, I, I the hope is that this would be woven into our lives and just become kind of a fabric of our being whether it's through you know music verbal written etc in our various forms for sure
2: yes i think if i'm having a really difficult day it helps me to okay i'm going to pick up the kids so as i'm backing out get my bearings again like what is good because otherwise it, it just feels like a spin and you know going back to the age problem like if i ruminate too much i'm going to get a headache and then I, you're like so it's going to compound and so finding a way to bring myself back to center but you're right i think it's it really is this kind of weaving it in business. I even know people who are like, oh, I do it on one specific day of the week or whatever, because otherwise it's it feels too much and I get too superficial. And so there is kind of this flowing of it as opposed to
1: I show up at church every,
2: you know, whatever, you know. It's different than that, maybe.
1: Yeah. And I know someone, too, their uh, practice of gratitude is through photos. And so every day she tries to take a photo of something that kind of expresses gratitude. So, again, I think there's so many different ways that we can practice gratitude. So I personally am inspired by our conversation. Thanks so much for the generative thoughts. And this is the part of our podcast where we talk about what we are into this week. Um,
2: I, so, okay, I have two things because one is super boring and I feel like, <laughs> I mean, it's not boring for me, but I have been super into studying and learning this week because I have a little more space to get a bunch of things in. So I have piles of books in various rooms and things that I'm just like furiously digesting. And that is that is one thing. Uh, but the other thing, this is kind of weird. Uh, we are super into in our house lately Taking butternut squash and turning it into a sauce. So making it into some sort of pasta thing. So kind of like a fake dairy thing, or you can like darken it with more of the like paprika and chili powder flavors. And so the great thing about using vegetables as a sauce is when you place it with noodles, you know, normally if you put dairy stuff in, it like soaks into the noodle. And then if you have leftovers, it's just like a dry thing. The vegetables don't soak in. So you have all of this flavor and all of this creaminess and no guilt. Like there's, there's no problems. You are, eating a vegetable. Uh, And so it has been declared a win in terms of an actual substitute. You know how some substitutes are just substitutes. This one has been a full on embrace. So that is me.
1: I love it. (laughs) Well, um, As we're recording this, the Winter Olympics are on. So I am into watching the Winter Olympics with my kids. They happen to be at an age where they're, like, really into it. And so as they are motivated to kind of finish their homework and get their lunches packed for the next day, if they can do that, then we are watching the Olympics at night. And it's fun to watch their personalities. I have one of my kids is like, oh, my gosh, do they get hurt? How are they? Why do they keep showing the mistakes of that person that, you know, why are we we doing that? And another person is, like, making these, like, comments about the commentator And we're like, I think this commentator is biased towards this nation. And so it's just hilarious. So I've really enjoyed our nighttime watching of the Winter Olympics.
0: I am part of this family. So I have enjoyed the Olympics as well, Uh, probably for different reasons. But it is a lot of fun in our house. But I think something else that I've been into is repairing some things in our house that have broken. We have three kids and they are hard on some of our stuff. And so I've been kind of in like repairing some of these, you know, we had a desk that the kids like pulled on and Broke it, and so I, you know, I'm putting wood glue uh, in in the in the back of it and fixing it. I'm fixing the chairs. I'm fixing drawers. So I've kind of been in fix-it mode. So that's uh, something that I've been into. I think they've they've compounded the list of things that needed to be fixed. So uh, I've just taken the bull by the horns and got after it this week.
1: And I am grateful that you are fixing things.
0: <gasps> Receive your gratitude.
1: Well, thanks so much for joining us today. As always, you can check out our newsletter, which comes out twice a month at the life.net is where you can sign up. Until next time, make it a great week. Thanks for joining us.